People who laugh actually live longer than those who don't laugh. Few persons realize that health actually varies according to the amount of laughter. I think you might dispense with half your doctors if you would only consult Dr. Sunmore. Exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together and you've got a kingdom. Hello and welcome to episode 379 of Under the Cowl of MS. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode. We're just going to talk about health today. Health related items, stuff like that. Not much else going on. So let's get right to it. Start out with some things with chronic fatigue, chronic illnesses, fatigue and chronic illnesses. Why fatigue is the worst symptom of certain people's chronic illnesses. When you're living with not one, but three chronic conditions, pain is front and center. Every minute of every day. Still, the worst symptom for most isn't pain, it's fatigue. Chronic illness is a vicious cycle for anyone who lives with it. And while every case of chronic illness is different, pain and fatigue is what commonly connects us. See, fatigue is impossible to manage with medication or treatment. You can't put ice or heat on your fatigue. People understand, I'm in too much pain to do that. Much more easily than, I'm too tired to do that. It's usually, people usually brush it off. Because they know what fatigue and pain is in a different way. And they're like, yeah, yours isn't. No different. The focus is always how much pain the person's in. Having people, including medical professionals, not believe you when you say fatigue impacts your ability to do something just makes you feel alone, diminished, confused, and lost. And it's hard to explain it to people. I mean, everybody looks at fatigue as normal tiredness, pain as normal pain. Uh, she has something severe that could be caused by something else. But fatigue annoys others, not just us. So you can make plans, and then a couple hours later, you, uh, you're too fatigued to even deal with it. So you got to cancel those plans, and it pisses people off, and just frustrates them, and then they contact you less. They can't see our fatigue. And we can only explain it the way we can and hope they understand. If they don't, well, too bad. Uh, you can be too tired to even prepare food for yourself or a meal. Uh, you can be too tired to shower. A lot of times, a person with MS can 
or certain chronic conditions can take a shower and to start off their day. And by the time they're done with the shower, they're so fatigued out that the rest of their day is shot. A lot of times it's hard just to even wash your face or keep any type of beauty routine. And I love my wife because I found someone who doesn't give two shits about makeup. I don't like makeup. I don't want to kiss someone and end up with a bunch of clown makeup on me after I make out with someone. I don't mind like perfume and stuff like that, but keep the mascaras, the lip shits, the cheek fillers, all these different things to make you look like something you're not off your body and quit stuffing those chemicals into your face and mine. It's just it's the, another great thing about my wife. It's just I love that she doesn't give two shits about that. Uh, hair routines can wipe you out just brushing your hair and washing it not being able to wash it uh, they do have dry shampoo you can use they do have dry soaps also uh, I ha- I give myself a whore's bath a lot because I got the different scented wipes that you can just wipe yourself down with uh, it can be a full-time job taking care of yourself. And then trying to be consistent with a strict diet and restricting sugars, GMOs, and gluten because they make you foggier. Plus, you need that rest and your medications, treatments, and exercise. And basically, all the things that you have to due to treat fatigue can cause fatigue and make it worse also so but yeah it's you want to exercise to get your heart rate up without overdoing it or hurting your joints fatigue makes simple things like keeping up with laundry or dishes a constant struggle Uh, work, parenting, self-care, housework, all that can be a major struggle with fatigue. Uh, When consumed by fatigue, watching the beautiful world move by without you feels like you're trapped inside your own invisible person. It can make you feel nervous to meet new people or have a social life because... A lot of times fatigue and issues and pain issues can scare people off and eventually destroy the relationship because they don't want to hear you cancel and change plans and do things. Parenting is way harder with fatigue issues. Fatigue can destroy a lot of things in your life, so it's... Try and find ways to work around it and use your spoons. Make make uh, make sure you use any benefits you can to save yourself from extra stress. Use assisted devices and save your energy instead of using it for walking and moving. Save that energy for later on in the day when you want to socialize or do something or be around 
others are going somewhere and stuff. It's just assisted devices. They stand out, but also make it easier to explain fatigue and pain issues than it is when you're just walking up with everybody normal, like, and acting like everything's fine and they don't see the invisibleness, the invisible pains and problems. Uh, what can happen when you switch your medications? Uh, things you need to watch out for and stuff like that. Uh, many disease-modifying therapies, DMTs, are available to treat MS. Other medications can be used to manage symptoms. Also, as your health and lifestyle changes over time, you, your prescribed treatment might also change. The development and approval of new drugs may also affect your treatment plan. If you change medications or add a new medication to your treatment plan, it can affect your health, lifestyle, and budget. Some ways it might affect you is your condition might improve. In many cases, the goal of adjusting your treatment plan is to relieve symptoms, reduce side effects from medications, or otherwise improve your condition. Switching medications might help you feel better. You might experience small changes or drastic improvements. Your condition might worsen. It can sometimes changes to your treatment plan don't have the desired effect that you hope for. New medications might not work as well as medications that you've tried previously. Or you might develop side effects from the new drug. Uh, multiple sclerosis flare-ups can happen after stopping disease-modifying therapies. So you gotta watch out for those things happening. You might find your treatment more convenient or less convenient. Some DMTs are taken orally in pill form. Others are injected in your muscles or fat below your skin. Others are infused through an intravenous line. So, depending if you change it, it might be more or less convenient for you, depending on what kind of treatment you go on. You might need to undergo more lab tests or fewer lab tests, depending on the medication. It might need routine blood tests, routine urine tests, heartbeat monitoring, something like that. The cost of your treatment might go up or down. Depending on what kind of treatment you're going on, if it's a stronger treatment, it might be more expensive. Uh, after you start taking a new, new medication, you might feel better or worse in terms of symptoms and side effects. Depending on how your medication is taken, it might affect your overall lifestyle and ability to follow your prescribed treatment plan. It might also affect your budget. If you're having trouble adjusting to a new medication, just... Talk to your doctor about it. Let him know. Uh, you guys should be talking about it at a time and after. I mean, see how things are going. Keep them informed, up to date, what's happening. So they know if they need to change anything around for you or consider stopping a medication because something's happening. But let's see. What's the difference between acute decimated encephalomyelitis and MS. Acute 
disseminated, disseminated encephalomyelitis, ADEM, A-D-E-M, and multiple sclerosis, MS, are both inflammatory autoimmune disorders. Our immune system protects us by attacking foreign invaders that enter the body. Sometimes the immune system's a prick and mistakenly attacks the healthy tissue. (laughs) In ADEM and MS, the target of the attack is myelin. Myelin is the protective insulation that covers nerve fibers throughout the central nervous system. Damage to the myelin makes it difficult for signals from the brain to get through to other parts of the body. This can cause a wide variety of symptoms depending on the areas that are damaged. The reason I like bringing these up when I see these comparison tests is because a lot of people come onto our MS sites and think they have MS just by self self prescribe uh, self uh, self diagnosing themselves and not seeing a doctor first instead they're coming to doctor facebook and saying hey i have this this and this do i have your guys disease we don't freaking know we're not fucking doctors contact the doctor and have them look and do some tests there's a ton of diseases that have similar symptoms as you find out when we compare MS with Adam and Parkinson's and the Garrett's and leukemia and all the different diseases. I mean, there are similarities, but there's also differences. So don't just, just because you got one thing that you heard someone else talk about, don't just think, okay, I got that disease. Talk to a health professional and find out exactly what's up with you. In your body. In both ADEM and MS, symptoms include vision loss, muscle weakness, and numbness in the limbs. Problems with balance and coordination, as well as difficulty walking, are common in severe cases. Paralysis is possible. Symptoms vary according to the location of the damage within the central nervous system. With ADEM, symptoms of ADEM come on suddenly. Unlike MS, they can include confusion, fever, nausea, vomiting, headache, or seizures, many of which you can have with MS-related medications and stuff. Most of the time, an episode of ADEM is a single occurrence. Recovery usually begins within days. And the majority of people make a full recovery within six months. Nice. I'd rather have that. Then MS lasts a lifetime. In relapsing remitting forms of MS, symptoms come and go, but may lead to accumulation of disability. People with progressive forms of MS experience steady deterioration and permanent disability. Uh, You can develop either condition at any age. However, ADEM is more likely to affect children, while MS is more likely to affect young adults. With ADEM, according to the National MS Society, uh, over 80% of childhood ADEM cases occur in children younger than 10 years old. Most other cases occur between... People 10 and 20 years old, 
Aedem is rarely diagnosed in adults. Uh, it's more likely appear to appear in the winter and springtime than in the summer and fall. More common in boys than girls. It's seen in all ethnic groups across the world. It develops within months of an infection. may be triggered by an immunization. However, doctors aren't always able to identify the triggering event. Then with MS, it is usually diagnosed between the ages of 20 and 50. Most people receive a diagnosis while in their 20s or 30s. MS affects women more than men. The most common type of MS is relapse and remitting MS. Disease incidence is higher in Caucasians than in people of other ethnic backgrounds. Uh, I've heard research both ways. I feel that's a less known, less talked about version nowadays. I think it goes more in the ethnic, ethnics regions. It isn't hereditary but they believe it's there is a genetic predisposition towards developing MS, uh, such as having a first-degree relative, such as a sibling or a parent with MS, slightly increases your risk. Due to similar symptoms and the appearance of lesions or scars on the brain, it's easy for Adam to be initially misdiagnosed as an MS attack. AM generally considers consist of a single attack while MS involves multiple attacks. An MRI of the brain can help. MRIs can differentiate between older and newer lesions. The presence of multiple older lesions on the brain is more consistent with MS. The absence of older lesions could intake, indicate either condition. When trying to differentiate ADEM from MS, doctors may also ask for your medical history, including recent history of illness and vaccinations, ask about your symptoms, perform a lumbar puncture, a spinal tap to check for infections in the spinal fluid, such as meningitis and encephalitis, Perform blood tests to check for other types of infections or conditions that could be confused with ADEM. Several key factories, factors in ADEM distinguish it from MS, including sudden fever, confusion, and possibly even coma. There are rare; These are rare in people with MS. Similar symptoms in children are more likely to be ADEM also. So... There's a pretty distinct difference between those two forms. Easily identifiable, I believe, to the differences. So, let's see, apple cider vinegar. It's made in the two-step fermentation process, as we know. First, apples are cut or crushed and combined with yeast. 
to convert their sugar into alcohol. Second, a bacteria is added to ferment the alcohol into acetic acid. Uh, apple cider vinegar is made through that two-step process and is the vinegar acetic acid is the vinegar's main active component. Animal studies have found that acetic acid may promote fat loss in several ways. It can reduce fat storage, increase fat burning, reduce appetite, and improve blood sugar and insulin response. Apple cider vinegar helps promote fullness in part due to delayed stomach and emptying. This may naturally lead to lower calorie intake. However, this could worsen gastroparesis for some people. So definitely talk to your doctor about it. In one study, obese people who took one to two teaspoons or tablespoons of apple cider vinegar daily for 12 weeks lost weight and body fat. Adding cider vinegar to your diet may benefit blood sugar, insulin, PCOS symptoms, and cholesterol. Vinegar also fights bacteria and viruses. About one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar per day is recommended to obtain full weight loss benefits for best results mixed with water and drink. You definitely want to break it down. You don't want to have this stuff straight up. You want to mix it with something, dilute it. At the end of the day, taking a moderate amount of apple cider vinegar appears to promote weight loss and provide a number of other health benefits. Other types of vinegar may provide similar benefits, although those with lower acetic acid content might have less potent effects. You can find a great selection of apple cider vinegars online, Facebook and Amazon, stuff like that, wherever you shop. There's tons of apple cider vinegar out there nowadays. Uh, it's tired. We've been mentioning intermittent fasting a lot lately, and it's become very popular. But uh, intermittent fasting and alternate day fasting could help decrease blood sugar levels and reduce insulin resistance, but may affect men and women differently. So talk to your doctor about it. Keep an eye on things, keep a journal, keep track of things, what you've done, what you're eating, when you're eating it, how it's affecting you. It's always good to do that. And then you can add different anti-inflammatory foods to your diet and see how they help and other types of foods and see how they affect you. Uh, Some studies have found that fasting could decrease several markers of inflammation and may be useful in treating inflammatory conditions such as multiple sclerosis. That's probably why a lot of people that I've heard talk about it have felt healthier, happier, more energetic, a little less pain, a little less fatigue and stuff. So anything that lessens anything, even a little bit, is a good thing. Fasting has been associated with a lower risk of coronary heart disease 
and may help lower blood pressure, triglycerides, and cholesterol levels. Animal studies show that fasting could improve brain function, increase nerve cell synthesis, and protect against neurodegenerative conditions such as Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's. Fasting may increase metabolism and help preserve muscle tissue to reduce body weight and body fat. Studies show that fasting can increase levels of human growth hormone, HGH, an important protein hormone that plays a role in growth, metabolism, weight loss, and muscle strength. I don't suggest children getting on inter- intermittent fasting thing. This is more for adults, in my opinion. I believe a child should just stick with the three meals a day and get the benefits of the things they need throughout the day to keep their brain and body active and healthy. Uh, Animal studies have found that fasting could delay aging and increase longevity, but human research is still lacking, of course. Instead, we want to keep torturing the animals instead of testing on some humans that are willing to test stuff on. Some animal and test tube studies suggest that fasting could block tumor development and increase the effectiveness of chemotherapy. So if you have to do chemotherapy, you may want to consider taking that into effect. And also with Mavenclad, I feel is kind of a it's a sister chemo drug style uh, effect. So I. I think it's beneficial through that, too. Uh, Basically, there are many different ways to practice fasting, which makes it easy to find a method that fits into just about any lifestyle. Experiment with different types and find what works best for you. There's things like water fasting, where you drink only water for a set amount of time. Juice fasting, where it... Tails only drinking vegetable or fruit juice at for a certain period. Intermittent fasting, which I prefer and recommend. Intake is particularly or completely restricted, restricted to a few hours up to a few days at a time. And a normal diet is resumed on other days. Uh, partial fasting or certain foods or drinks such as processed foods, animal products, or caffeine are eliminated from the diet for a set period. Uh, Calorie restriction diets or calories are restricted for a few days every week. And there's lots of different ways you can go about them. When fasting, be sure to stay hydrated, eat nutrient-dense foods, and get plenty of rest. You're not fasting from water, so drink water throughout the day. Don't give that up. It's best to consult with your doctor before fasting if you have any underlying health conditions or are planning to fast for more than 24 hours. I believe I got my doctor into intermittent fasting because it sounds like she's enjoying it and the benefits from it. I know Dr. Aaron Boaster, the MS specialist doctor, neurologist that has the Boaster Institute for MS in Ohio at talked about he got on intermittent fasting has been feeling way better and he doesn't have ms but he's 
still feels better. Fasting is a practice that has been associated with a wide array of potential health benefits, including weight loss, as well as improved blood sugar control, heart health, and brain function, and cancer prevention. From water fasting to intermittent fasting and calorie restriction, there are many different types of fasting that fit nearly every lifestyle. When coupled with a nutritious diet and healthy lifestyle, incorporating fasting in your routine could benefit your health. So yeah, take it into consideration. I'm going to end this here. I'll get back with a one more segment right after this. Okay, optic neuritis and other eye issues are a huge part of multiple sclerosis. So let's talk about some eye issues. Common vision problems in multiple sclerosis. New vision symptoms could be a sign of a flare-up or MS activity that's not adequately controlled. So see your MS healthcare provider if you experience any of these symptoms. Optic neuritis. Some 70%, I hate those damn numbers, of people with MS experience vision loss from optic neuritis in one or both eyes. According to Padmaha Sadhakar at the University of Kentucky, optic neuritis happens as demyelination affects the optic nerves. The optic nerves are a highly myelinated cable only an inch or two long, connecting the eyes to the brain. If the optic nerve is affected, there is no other way for vision to get to the brain. That's what, it's like that tiny little bit of neuropathway or neuropathic pipeline or little uh, subway of neuro neuropathic tubes and wires and nerves and all this stuff bound up in the one little inch or two long area connecting your eyes to your brain. And we thrive on doing things like fighting, martial arts, boxing, uh, welding, uh, and There's so many types of machine aspects with shards of metal and hot balls of metal and little curly cues of metal. And there's just so much stuff out there. The dust working in fields of lumber and sawdust and dirt and digging and we do so many types of jobs, careers, uh, activities that affect our eyes. And it's just that little one or two inches that anything could happen. And we just constantly pound it, beat it, cover it. <laughs> we torture those little eyeballs. So, yeah, it's if the optic nerve is affected, there's no other way for vision to get to the brain so we want to protect those things that's why we have safety glasses and stuff like that but when we're younger and dumber and full of cummer we're just stupid as hell and don't think about shit we just sit there and 
do things mindlessly. Hit me in the nuts as hard as possible. Throw a bucket of whatever in my face. And it's just, we do a lot of stupid things in our childhood that destroy the limbs and body parts and nerve pathways and areas of our body that we need in the future that tend to deteriorate no matter what with everybody and then can get worse with disease and problems and damage and all that stuff so you should really take that into consideration if you're a younger person i mean think about it don't you want to live a life less pain better eyesight better brain activity better body abilities better mobility period just think about that don't listen to all those dumbass friends of yours that you think are friends now, but you probably won't be with friends in the future with most of them. Many uh, of them might end up in jail, dead, or who knows what. But, I mean, think about your body a little bit when you're younger. I, mean, I, I wish I grew up in today's society for the fact that I would be one of those people like Joe Rogan, obsessed with doing things. It's like I was always easily addicted to anything I did. Uh, gaming, martial arts, all that stuff. But we just didn't have the stuff that they have available today. And if I would have, I know I would have been... Well, I would have definitely ended up in the... MMA world one way, shape, or form, but not necessarily fighting. I would have definitely got into jujitsu and learned as much of that grappling and stuff like that. Learn more about that. I would easily been more focused on a organic naturalist lifestyle. Because even in my original childhood, I was obsessed with Brahmanism, Buddhism, uh, living life through your body, through your form, through your uh, essence, your everything. Uh, my brain's just all over the place right now. But... uh I'm sure you get what I'm the gist of it, but but yeah. So if you are younger, this day and age, think about it. I just and listen to us old farts saying you don't have to listen to everything we say. We are old fools, but uh, we do have some good info for you. It sucks when you get past your forties, you start to deteriorate. Things start stopping working. Eyesight starts going, brain starts going, it's just all the little things. But if you can do a little beneficial stuff that's going to make you feel better, enjoy life more, get more out of life and stuff like that, why not? <laughs> so anything to enjoy it better. I'm not saying do shit that's going to make you miserable. Just do stuff that benefits you. It's a little thing here and there once in a while and gradually build yourself up. You have a pretty damn good life for the rest of your life. If you plan it right, do it right. But for many of us, it's way too late, and we can't hit that rewind button. So, All right, we were talking about optic neuritis. Symptoms. 
what may begin as hazy or blurry vision can proceed to significant vision loss within hours or days. 90% of people with optic neuritis experience an aching or poking pain on eye movement and sensitivity to light. Yeah, I've had the moments here and there, but thankfully many of them have gone away. I still got the stupid cloudy eye. It's like I'm looking through a the dandelion when it turns from yellow to the white ball. It's like I'm looking through a white ball, dandelion ball through each eyeball. It's like got tons of little fuzzy little white things everywhere. That sucks because visually wise, it messes with a lot of things in life. Uh, my reading, I'm constantly seeing words differently. Gaming, I'm constantly having problems. Doing handiwork and stuff, working around the house, and I, I end up with lots of extra sores and problems and damaged body parts because of this freaking disease and what's done to deteriorating different parts of my body. The treatment for optic neuritis, a short course of corticosteroids, a potent, a potent anti-inflammatory medication may speed up recovery, which could take five weeks to up to a year, <laughs> which I hate. And so you're taking all these extra drugs to speed up recovery, but yet you don't know if it's speeding up the recovery. So in the long run, you're putting some extra shit in your body, <sighs> which I'm pretty much against doing the steroid runs and just, but it all depends. I mean, if you're, blind or close to blindness and stuff you gotta do what you gotta do and you're always willing to try to see if it'll help but sucks if you're just waiting for a year <laughs> until something happens changes or starts to change all right next up we got diplobia or double vision some five percent to fifteen percent of people with ms Experience double vision from demyelination of the brainstem pathways, controlling eye movements. I gotta relook at my MRIs and stuff and see exactly where mine are. I get double vision bouts, but I don't have permanent double vision, so thankfully. But I definitely have little bits of bouts of it. The, uh, the eyes are like synchronized swimmers. So we usually see one image. So we usually see one image. If there's demyelination in the brainstem, which coordinates the nerves and muscles in the eye, the eyes won't move together. Each eye will see something slightly different. Yeah, that offset's going to mess with your eyes, eyesight, too. So. Symptoms. A hallmark of double vision is that you cover one eye. That if you cover one eye, you'll see a single image. But with both eyes, you'll see double. Double the For treatment-wise, double vision may resolve on its own within weeks or months. But if not, Glasses with prisms can help align the eyes. You can also wear an eye patch. Look like Wolverine now. Be all cool. 
like Snake Plissken. <laughs> or what's her name? In Kill Bill, I uh, can't think of the character's name. But when she has the eye patch. All right, nystigmus. Some 15 to 20% of people with MS may develop nystigmus. A rhythmic oscillation, oscillation of the eyes when MS lesions affect the cerebellum or brainstem. Symptoms. A rapid involuntary shaking of the eyes up and down, side to side, or rotating. If you imagine not holding a video camera still, the image shakes. This shaking of vision is called oscillopsia. This I get a lot. I don't know. Not a lot. It's it's as often as double vision issues and stuff. But uh, I can do this myself also because I can control the nerve between my eyes and it'll make them jump and bounce really fast side to side all over the place. And just, I've been able to do that since childhood. Uh, treatment. Nystigmus may improve over time on its own. Medications like baclofen, clonazepam, gabapentum are used off-label. May help reduce the shaking, but they can be sedating. I'm on baclofen. All depends what kind of day I'm having, whether it's a one zero to one back within day or a eight to ten back within day. If you have MS, you should be scheduling comprehensive eye exams once or twice a year to treat any other vision issues and otherwise support your vision. There may be silent changes in your eyes related to your disease that you might not be aware of. So keep up with your eye doctor and stuff. And it's awesome because like I've mentioned my last eye exam, I had the x-ray of my eye and I learned lots of things about my MS and being told that I've never had high blood pressure in my life, according to her test. But, for some reason, doctors still got me on this freaking medication I've never had. I just don't understand. I've never had bad heart tests in my younger days. And granted, I'm a big guy now, but before I woke up paralyzed, I was 180 pounds, built solid, and feeling great. Well, not great, but <laughs> feeling pretty damn good uh, compared to nowadays. And, uh, yeah, I just totally lost what I was talking about. So, I had something with eye issues in the good old days and stuff. Yeah. Appreciate what you got and take care of it while you have it. How to manage vision problems. The best fix for you will depend on your particular vision problem but these tips and tools from can do ms.org 
scandu-ms.org may help you see and read more easily. For reading, writing, or computer work, oh, it's reading, writing, arithmetic. <laughs> Three R's. Uh, a tip for that is magnify the text. Use a handheld illuminating magnifier, portable electric magnifier. Upgrade to a large computer screen, TV, or phone. Uh, my godmother, she's got macular degeneration bad and just tons of eye issues and she's going blind. And uh, she has this monitor system that works pretty good so she can still kind of read newspapers and stuff like that, ads and stuff. Uh, but she used to love reading books and stuff, and she can't do that anymore. She can't get her into audiobooks, which sucks, but my mom never liked reading books. Now she's reading books, and she reads them out loud. And I just I offered the idea to record mom reading so she George could listen to her. But, no. Didn't want me to. So. Uh, you can enhance the lighting. Add full-spectrum lighting, 24 watts or higher, to decrease glare and increase contrast. You can control glare and boost the contrast by wearing blue light-blocking glasses or polarized lenses or try special contact lenses with filters that help with color or vision loss. I'd love to try contact lenses, but my eyes aren't that bad and... Vision-wise, and I just can't stand sticking stuff in my eyes. They have some pretty cool-looking <laughs> contact lenses out there. All right. For better balance and mobility, use mobility aids. Use a cane, a rolling walker with a seat to aid balance, boost your endurance, uh, flag changes and terrain, and lower the risk of falls some mobility aids may be covered by insurance so it's so sad because my squirrels bury nuts in our backyard and just walking on my little uneven little spots in the grass like that i if without aids i'm tipping all over the place uh coming down the tiniest incline like we came out of the, uh Coabunga con the other day and it's got like a wheelchair ramp. It's just got the slightest angle. And just coming down that hill, I had to go and grab the metal railing plus my cane. And I was still feeling like I was gonna, just going to fall flat on my face. It's just my vertigo and shit's just gotten so bad. I can't. And we went to Morbius movie the other day. Great movie. I just had my little issues with a few things like I always do. But uh, they had an advertisement for Top Gun. There was another advertisement which went up, showed a visual cliff thing, even while Morbius was flying around the city and stuff and jumping off bit buildings and stuff. I was feeling like I was in the set in the middle of an IMAX theater it's like it was impacting me big time I could feel my seat moving and stuff like that it's just it's fun for that aspect but it's also really messy out in the outside world with it but yeah and sucks <laughs> uh, video games 
funner and more annoying with it. Uh, make safer choices if lighting is poor. When walking and taking the stairs, opt for a ramp, escalator, or an elevator if possible. I have accepted to start doing it more. I, know, I still take the stairs, which is stupid. So if you want the extra walking, just walk. On a nice flat surface, don't be walking the stairs and all this extra shit where I might fall and collapse or something. Dress sensibly, wear supportive non-slip shoes and keep hemlines well above the floor. I notice I've been having more problems wearing my Crocs lately. <laughs> I gotta have a tied-on shoe, something that's more supportive. Sucks, and everything's freaking changing. Every year, more things are happening. Things are getting a little bit worse. For safer driving, enhance peripheral vision. Add a panoramic mirror to the rear view mirror and expanded view mirrors to the side view mirrors. You can boost distant vision, distance vision by using a bioptic bi telescope lens system as needed atop your regular glasses. To help you zoom in on signs, traffic lights, and pedestrians. Wow. I didn't know that was something. I think that's all I need. For one of my issues. And I want to try that out. On top of my sunglasses. Huh. Cool. Learn something today. Control glare. Wear glare control sunglasses to improve contrast on the road. Eh, lots of good tips there uh, to help out throughout out life with vision issues. And let's end this with a muscles muarnier. I don't know how to say that last word, <laughs> but it's a French dish that a doctor posted. Stephen Maisley, MD, I want to try this out. And I figure if I have it. On my podcast, I can listen to the recipes as I make it, so it's easier that way. It's a French dish with mussels steamed with onions, thyme. Now, you'll find out. They say the key is finding fresh mussels. They should smell like the sea. Uh, Serves for prep time 20 to 30 minutes. Ingredients are 4 to 5 pounds of mussels. Two tablespoons organic butter, two tablespoons extra virgin olive oil, two small onions sliced. Hopefully, you listened to that Tom Papa olive oil episode that I mentioned and learned about olive oils. So, you got the right ones. Uh, we, the last one we said was two small onions sliced, a half a teaspoon of herbs de Provence dried, which I've never heard of those, herbs de Provence. A half a cup flat leaf parsley, chopped, divided in half. Two medium garlic cloves, diced. And one cup dry white wine. His directions are scrub the muscles, pull off the beards, the brown tuft of fibers emerging from the shell. Discard any muscles that do not close when you handle them. And any with a broken shells. And set aside. Heat a large pot to meet a large pot to medium heat. 
Add butter, olive oil, onion, and saute for three minutes until the onions are softened. They usually will uh, go clear and absorb any seasonings and stuff that are around them. Add the garlic and half of the half of the chopped parsley and saute for another minute. Then deglaze it by adding the wine or broth. You can use a broth if you want. Chicken or a vegetable broth or something like that. Or a bone broth would probably be really good with that. Bring to boil. No, try it with bone broth. I gotta remember that. Okay, bring it to a boil. Lower the heat and cook for two minutes. Add your mussels and cover. Stir every one to two minutes. Cook just until the shells open, about three to four minutes. Do not overcook and remove the mussels from the sauce and place them in bowls. Then strain the liquid and return it to the pot. Add the remaining butter and parsley and heat until the butter melts and pour it over the top of all the mussels. God, that sounds good. Mm. Uh, one thing I'm curious about, we have these two-pound bags of, or no, I think it's more like a four, somewhere like two to five-pound bag of mussels that are frozen that they constantly have on sale. And they say they're just as good. But I'm curious. They're all cleaned and ready to go. And just use them in your recipe. But I think I'll try the frozen ones once. And then if I'm not big on it. I'll do. I'll go out and get some fresh mussels. But it's just. Yeah. It depends. If I'm somewhere. The biggest. The hardest thing with MS. With me. I used to be a chef. Used to cook for hundreds. In no time flat. Now I have pro I have problems spending two hours cooking and prepping just to serve three people food <laughs> each day or most days. And a lot of times I won't have all the ingredients or I'll be missing something and or I'll wanna do something that by the time it gets dinner time I don't wanna do it, so it's easier having the frozen ones so I can go from that do it when I'm ready to do it instead of going out shopping, picking mushroom, uh, fresh mussels, coming home, getting all the ingredients, being like, oh shit, I forgot this, trying to try substitute or go get it. And then, but come home, and then a couple hours later, when it's time to do dinner, I'm too fatigued out and brain dead and burnt out that I just can't do that recipe so i have to do something else or leftovers or something then my muscles are sitting i don't want that's the thing i worry with the fresh muscles but yeah that sounds like a really good recipe i don't know if i don't think i mentioned that one before but i think we are going to try that but yeah that's it for today we had a pretty good one i had fun uh i learned a few things hopefully you did too Follow the Crimson Color Comic Club under the color under the color of MS. Rate, review, tell a friend. Send questions, comments, 
subscribe, give us that little thumbs up, that little heart, little something, little something, something. Show us that you care. Help us get recognized. We're trying to get out there in the world, trying to get more people to notice us. At least a little extra help would benefit me a lot. So if you can do that for us once in a while, you don't have to do every episode or anything like that. Just every now and then. So every time I watch it, someone's YouTube video, I give them the thumbs up. I click on the little three buttons and go into the thumbs up. I, I, I help everybody out, even if they're huge. I don't care. I still give them the thumbs up and stuff. I subscribe to everybody I like to follow. Give them the little hearts, the love, the whatever. So depending on what platform you're on. So do that. And we should be back probably tomorrow with a normal Thursday episode with some comics and MS Hell stuff. I'll talk to you again then. Take care. Be good to everybody. Don't let that monster get you down.